Creating and rekindling memories. NHR. Oh, marvellous stuff. That is a track called Thick as Thieves. It's taken from Georgia Crandon's debut album. Uh, and I'm so pleased to have the lady on the other end of this phone. Good morning, Georgia. How are you? Good morning. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Oh, I, I tell you what, I, I'm loving that song. I've been dancing around the studio to it, and uh, I, I just... <laughs> It's such a good song, especially for Sunday mornings and getting the old blood pumping. Uh, love oh, it. thank you very much. Love it to bits. So, uh, now then, we, I mentioned uh, the, the album. It's uh, your self-titled debut album. It's out now. Uh, and the lead song, Gone With The Wind Is My Love, which we played, uh, I think it was last week or the week before, that's also out there. Um, I mean, how did you find out about that song? Because I didn't... Uh, and. and I was sort of mentioning this to you just just before we went to went to it. I didn't know about it until I saw that that big sort of fiftieth anniversary of Wigan Casino at uh, the Albert Hall, and they sung it there. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, how, yeah. how did you find out about it? Um, yeah, so that's a good question because I didn't actually uh, really know what Northern Star was um, until a couple of years ago when it was just after the pandemic, and um, I was getting back in. You know, I was. Kind of, I felt like I was back at the beginning again, you know, um, coming out of that. And to get back into gigging and performing again, I was singing with a Northern Soul band. And um, it was only rehearsing with them and playing shows with them where I was like, ah, oh, this is Northern Soul. You know, I actually know a few of these songs. Um, and so, yeah, I sang a few songs on the show and Gone With The Wind was one of them. Um, and it, it just stood out from the rest of the songs that I was singing. You know, it's, it's, it's so much darker than... Um, a lot of the Northern Soul songs and it, it felt like a song that I would have written for myself um, so through that show I met my producer Darren Bazzoni and uh, we got to making this album and um, yeah all, all, all the rest of the songs in the album are, are my own um, but this song I felt like it had to go on it because it, it just it, it, it felt like I'd written it in some other life or something you know um, so, so yeah, so I did my own version of it, but I wanted to push the cinematic kind of vibes in it and make it a little bit darker and more intense. And uh, and yeah, and here we have it. I think a lot of people sort of when they listen to to music and a lot of sort of soul music and Motown music, they don't sort of think they're listening to Northern Soul, but there's such a lot of Northern Soul which sort of seeps into other uh, genres as, yeah. as, as well. So um, Now, it's, as I said, it's a cover of Rita and the Tiara's 1967 track. Um, so since sort of playing with the Northern Soul band, have you become more of a Northern Soul fan than you were before? Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, yeah, I was listening to it non-stop for about two years. Uh, so... Uh, but it, it's it's more the um, what I love about it. It's the whole culture that comes with it, you know, uh, like the fashion and and the dancing. You know, it's um, it's got this massive subculture. So um, and that, that's that's the bit that um, I'm really into. It made me dig out my old Fred Perry uh, tops. It did uh, <laughs> after the fiftieth. So <laughs> it just goes yeah, to show you, if you keep things long enough, they'll come back into fashion. Well, with me anyway. So exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've got the new version. <laughs> Don't throw anything away. <laughs> so who, musically, then, who who were your influences when when you were growing up, when you when you were little and listening to music then? Um, I think pretty much when I was little, the only thing that I was listening to was Elvis Presley. That was, like my whole family um, were massive Elvis fans, um, so that's that, that's what I was listening to growing up, um, and a lot of Soul and Motown as well. Um, 
uh, yeah, it, it was just that nonstop, really. And that, that was my first introduction to uh, music. And I know that you recorded "If I Can Dream," of course, which uh, which Elvis also recorded as well, and a, a brilliant version. It's yeah. not often you hear females singing um, "If I Can Dream." I mean, everybody knows Elvis's version, and you know hmm. the, the others. But I must admit, I think yours is the only female version of that song that I've ever heard, and I love it. It may be, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not too sure. I'm, I was always terrified of. Uh, that's always been my um, favorite Elvis tune. Um, and for years I, I thought about uh, doing a cover of it, but um, it's just one of those songs, unless you're going to bring something different to it, there's just no point in attempting to do it, you know, because the, the original is so good. Yeah. Um, you can't really top that unless you're going to, you know, do something different with it. Well, you, um, you topped it. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I love I my own version. I, I, I love. A lot, of, a lot of people on YouTube would disagree. Oh well, I, tell you, I think. But, um, I think it's because you know, sort of. I, I've not heard a female version of it, and it's so nice to hear yeah. it from from a singing from a woman's point of view. Um, you know, we, we hear yeah, sort of male versions, do, but yeah, I try to do my own thing with it and um, bring you know my kind of sixties yeah. vibe to it. Yeah. Um, but the, the special thing about that recording is that was done right in the middle of lockdown, you know, when when um, when we couldn't play music together. Yeah. Uh, so all of that recording was uh, done remotely from um, a bunch of musicians that I worked with before, like My Pleasure, um, John Woff from the 1975, uh, people like that. Uh, everyone kind of grouped together and, and did that recording. And, um, and, yeah, I pieced it together in my bedroom and... The video together, so it's it's a special it's a special song that one to me. Listeners, if you've not heard it, go to YouTube, find it out, um, because and, it, and it's amazing what technology no, technology can do uh, when something like mm. COVID hits, isn't it? And you know, you, you sort of find all these ways to get together and, and produce class like that. Wonderful stuff. <laughs> now, Thank the, you very much. I know that you play the piano, uh, but you also play guitar as well, which I think your dad taught you, didn't you? So, <laughs> what's your pro- yeah, um, yeah. G- guitar was my first instrument. I don't really play it so much anymore because I, I was never very good at it in the first place. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, but my dad introduced me to the guitar, um, and it's just never. I knew that I loved uh, playing music and singing, but um, the guitar never quite stuck with me. Um, and then I and then I found piano, and um, and then that just kind of took that just took over my whole world. You see, I, I've, I've spoken to a lot of songwriters and singers, and, and they, and, and especially people who, who write songs for themselves, and they mm. seem to, they're sort of torn between the two, is whether it's you know sort of the preference to write with a guitar or with a piano. So I, I take it when you're writing songs uh, for yourself, then um, your preference would be piano other than guitar. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, um, and yeah, it definitely has an impact on, on the kind of song that you write. Um, but, I mean, I'm in the process of, um, you know, trying to write some new stuff now. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to start with uh, kind of other instruments because there's kind of, I need, I don't know, to try and dip new things. You know, I've, I've written all my life on piano and then you kind of get the same sort of vibe of song, you know. I, I want to try different things. Um, so, yeah, I've just been messing around kind of on my computer and, uh, yeah, just trying to start with different instruments. 
Well, I tell you what, it served Paul McCartney well writing on the piano, didn't it? So why not for yourself? So now, then, <laughs> one thing that I didn't um, sort of realise until I started doing some digging is that you were talent spotted for the X Factor, but couldn't make it. Um, be, be, I believe you were abroad. Um, tell us a little bit about the the sort of talent spotting thing for it. Um, I don't even know how that came about. I think they saw a video of me playing at some school concert and got uh, in touch. Um, but yeah, I'm not really into those shows. Um, so yeah, they said to me, "Do you want to do you want to be on X Factor?" And I said, uh, "No, sorry, I'm on holiday." <laughs> that, <laughs> well, I kind of, good choice. Uh, I, yeah. I'm not a fan of uh, sort of um, what's the other one? Um, oh, I forgot what it's. Britain's Got Talent and and, and X Factor. Yeah, I'm, no. I'm not fans. I must admit, it's not it, real music. No. I don't want to be involved in any of that. Exactly. If you've got talent, talent will always win through. Whether you know, sort of it. It's sort of through YouTube or however you do it, but I don't think you need to go on a big stage to, uh, to, to be spotted. Um, no, absolutely not. No, so now also when you were younger, um, you started a, a musical theatre course, I believe. Um, I mean, did that go anywhere for you? Did do you think sort of musical theatre might be something for the future that you might like to try out? Oh, yeah. you, you never know. Um, I mean, if yeah, if my background in musical theatre that definitely gave me. Um, kind of my uh, stage presence and, you know, um, confidence to get up on stage. Um, yeah, I kind of, you know, I, I know how to work a crowd pretty well. I think, I think that came from my training. Um, but, uh, but no, I was definitely uh, pop through and through, really. Um, the the theatre never stuck <laughs> with me. Um, but you never know, maybe, maybe sometime in the future. I'd love to, you know, I, lo- I loved that world at one point, so... Yeah, I wouldn't mind revisiting it. Never say never. And let's face it. Never they, say never. They may need somebody for six sometime in the future. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> you never know. We could see six with Georgia Crandon. So tell us about <laughs> tell us about the album, because it, it's your debut album. But I know that uh, you've been recording for, for quite a while. Um, so what's the, what's the album all about? What can we expect from the album? I don't know. I, I mean, there's not really a running concept um, with the album, but uh, the sound. Uh, I was kind of listening. I was watching a lot of Tarantino films when I was uh, kind of writing and recording the album. So that kind of came through. There's definitely a kind of a running cinematic vibe throughout the album. Um, and yeah, I mean, in a, in a nutshell, when people ask me what the kind of what the vibe of it is, I always say to them. Um, if you were to picture Amy Winehouse having a baby with Alex Turner from the Arctic Monkeys, if they had a love child, then uh, that would be me. Uh, oh, I love <laughs> that image. Kind of the music. <laughs> I tell you what, listening to uh, the, some of the tracks on the album, you can definitely get that sort of film noir type um, yeah. Tarantino feel uh, about uh-huh. it, and uh, you know, it 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 is really seeped in. Uh, sort of a, a really good soul uh, backing uh, as well. So, you know, mm. just listening to some of the tracks, you you, you get that. Uh, you really do. Yeah. Now, it's, I, I believe, anyway, it's, it's a limited edition um, availability. So, um, I mean, first of all, why is it put as a limited availability? Um, so we, we just... Uh... We decided to sell it on vinyl and CD first, oh. and then um, and then we'll do like a digital rollout later in the year. We'll go single by single, because uh, the thing is, you know, you work so hard, um, yeah. and a lot of money goes into making an album, and a lot of you know um, emotion and you know 
blood, sweat, and tears, all your possible, every kind of ounce of creativity in your body goes into making an album. And then at the end of it, you put it on something like Spotify. Mm. And uh, every artist, I think, for every stream, the artist gets, I think, it's something stupid, like 0.03 pence, you know? (laughs) So you kind of pour your heart out into this album, and then it's just kind of thrown away with these stupid uh, streaming sites. Um, so I've decided to, yeah, uh, sell the proper way, which is, you know, the vinyls, that's, that's the way that music came about in the first place. Uh, so do that for a short time and then I'll roll it out online, um, when I... the time is right. I absolutely agree with you. Um, I, I mean, when I was younger, there was no greater thrill for me than to go to a record shop and sort of mm. you know, leaf your way through all, all this vinyl. And then, you know, when, when you find the one that you want, it's, I don't know, it's just like a hallelujah moment, uh, it is. And yeah. it, it's the whole smell of vinyl and, and everything. You yeah, don't get that, that with a download. Holding it, no, holding it in your hand, you know, yeah. Flicking through the, you know, the lyrics and the photo albums, you know, uh, if, if there's more of an experience when you have hard copies of music, um, you don't really get that online, but hey, yeah, that's that's the way the world is going. <laughs> Most definitely, it's a yeah. I don't know whether it's I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. I suppose it's good to get you know yeah. for people discovering uh, new artists like that, but uh, but yeah, yeah. as you it's, say, the, it's, the f- uh, very, um, it's a double-edged sword. Yes, d- most definitely, and it's just a shame you don't get more money for it. You know, but as you say, you, you sort of pour everything into it, and I suppose every track is like you know like a, one of your babies, um, because oh, yeah. of the you know the, the sort of hard work that that goes into it. So, um, so with this limited um, availability, how can listeners get a copy um, of the you know sort of the vinyl? Uh, or, or even here, you know, the work that you, you're putting out. Yeah, so if you go to my website, which is georgiacrandon.co.uk, um, you'll find a link there uh, that takes you to my vinyl, and yeah, you can purchase one yourself if you fancy it. Um, that would be much appreciated. Um, and then, yeah, just online, you just you can find me anywhere. If you just type in Georgia Grandin, you'll find me. And uh, I have a music video coming out today, actually, oh. <laughs> at 6 p.m. today. Uh, the music video to Gun With The Wind Is My Love is out today. Oh, wonderful. I shall be there waiting for it. 6 p.m. on the dot. I shall be 6 there. 6 p.m. Looking at on my YouTube. YouTube channel. I shall be there looking for it because I love the track uh, and I can't wait to see the video, which I expect is going to be all mean and moody and soulful. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I yeah, can't. Yeah, along those lines. That, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's how I imagine it. Uh, and uh, that's going to start my evening off uh, wonderfully. A bit of Gone With The Wind Is My Love, followed by Strictly Come Dancing. Um, so, and that's an idea. You could get on Strictly Come Dancing, perform that song. Oh, that, that that's a, <laughs> That'd be great. That would be yeah, sort of my idea. I don't know anyone. Then <laughs> tell them. That would be my <laughs> ideal evening. Listening to Gone With The Wind uh, Is My Love and watching them dance. Brilliant. Uh, I'll s- <laughs> that would be, that would be cool. <laughs> I'll see what pull, uh, strings I can pull for you, Georgia. Um, so, Thank you. Oh, look, it's been lovely speaking to you and finding out more, more about you. And as I say, I, I love the tracks from the album that, uh, that I've heard uh, and especially Gone With The Wind Is My Love. Um, so, uh, oh, I, 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 I believe it's doing quite well as well in, in the Heritage charts. It's a... Uh, uh, it, it, is it sort of is it the heritage charts or, or is it the other charts uh, legacy charts? I, I know I've seen your name in one of those charts anyway. Yeah, um, um, 
Yeah, Tony Blackburn's a big fan of her. That's, yes. that's, that's about all I know. He's, he's playing it on uh, BBC Radio London every week, so uh, that's, that's cool. Thank uh, you, oh, Tony. So well, he, he loves his soul music, does Tony Blackburn. So uh, <laughs> he does, he does. We, we love it as well here. So, look, have a wonderful rest of your Sunday. Uh, I can't wait um, to, to see the video later on tonight, 6 p.m. I'll be there on YouTube. We're looking out for it. And uh, I can't wait to hear more from the album as well and uh, what, what you do in the future. So thank you for giving up your time uh, this Sunday to have a chat um, about it. Uh, and just have a, a wonderful rest of your career. I should be looking out for all new stuff now from you. Thank you very much. Oh, take yeah. care, George. It's been lovely speaking to you. Did you know that Nottingham Hospital Radio is a registered charity? As a result, we rely on people like you to donate to it. All our members are committed volunteers who run the service for the benefit and entertainment of the patients in the Queen's Medical Centre and City Hospitals. Research has shown that listening to hospital radio can positively benefit a patient's recovery, and we think it's a very worthwhile thing to do. Donating to NHR is easy and rewarding, so please log on to nhradio.org.uk and go to the donate page. That's nhradio.org.uk slash donate. You'll be glad you did. And thank you.